Good morning, folks. Thank you for joining us for the Rock Community Church's Good Friday service. Earlier this week, our oldest son sent me one of those BC comic strips. And um, there are three frames to the comic strip. In the first frame, there is a caveman sitting on a hill and he's looking out at a distant land. And his friend is standing behind him. And he says, I hate the term Good Friday. Mm. His friend says, why? The next frame, the man's still sitting and looking out at the distance, he says, my Lord was hanged on a tree that day. And his friend, still standing behind him, says, if you're going to be hanged on that day, and he volunteered to take your place, how would you feel? The third frame, the guy sitting says, good. And as his friend walks away, he says, have a nice day. Our, that's the reason why we gather together this morning, to reflect on the one who voluntarily hung on a tree for you and for me. Over the last number of weeks, I've been trying to memorize Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 3. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That first phrase has been rolling in, around in my mind all week. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself. Help us do that. We have chosen a service of tenebrae format for us this morning. And you'll notice on the front of the program that you received as you entered the worship center this morning, there's this explanation. Allow me to read it for us. Tenebrae. It's Latin for shadows, is a service of reading and extinguishing of lights to mark the darkness in which Easter will come. The Christ candle will be carried out of the sanctuary at the end of the service. It will return once Easter has dawned. Until then, we carry the light in our hearts. So at the conclusion of this service, you may stay as long as you wish, but we'd ask that you'd leave in silence when you're ready. And then we'd invite you to return Easter Sunday morning to celebrate Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Allow me to lead us in prayer. Father, we pause at the beginning of this service to acknowledge your inescapable presence. Thank you for this opportunity to consider, to reflect, to ponder what Jesus endured to make a restored relationship with you possible. We invite and welcome your participation in each one of our lives. May all that is said, sung, and done in this next hour, please you and glorify you alone. 
We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll notice in the bulletin we've mentioned that you're to remain seated throughout the service. And so please feel free to do that. And I'm going to ask you to help me with this responsive greeting. I'm going to read the light print or the white print, and I'd ask that you'd respond by reading the yellow. <coughs> God is light, in whom there is no darkness at all. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And this is the judgment that light has come into the world. And, and we love darkness rather than light. Shadows are created when something obstructs a light source. We've all stood in shadows, longing for the warmth and radiance of the nearby light. In this hour, as we again navigate the rugged path to the cross, stepping in and out of the shadows of its sacred story, let us be reminded that Jesus is a light to all people that darkness cannot overcome. For it is in Christ alone that our hope is found. He is the source of everlasting light, our strength and our song. Jesus Christ is our eternal hope in the shadows leading to the cross.
and accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them sleeping, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation.
They took Jesus to the high priest's home where the leading priests, the elders, and the teachers of religious law had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and went right into the high priest's courtyard. There he sat with the guards, warming himself by the fire. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they couldn't find any. Many false witnesses spoke against him, but they contradicted each other. Finally, some men stood up and gave this false testimony. We have heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another made without human hands. But even then, they didn't get their story straight. Then the high priest stood up before the others and asked Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer to these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus was silent and made no reply. Three times that you even know me. And he 
broke down and wept. Nothing this man has done calls for the death penalty. So I will have him flogged, and then I will release him to you. Then a mighty roar rose from the crowd. With one voice they shouted, Kill him and release Barabbas to us. Barabbas was in prison for taking part in an insurrection in Jerusalem against the government and for murder. Pilate argued with them because he wanted to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. For the third time he demanded, why? What crime has he committed? I have found no reason to sentence him to death, so I will have him flogged, and then I will release him. But the mob shouted louder and louder, demanding that Jesus be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate sentenced Jesus to die as they demanded. As as they had requested, he released Barabbas, the man in prison, for insurrection and murder. But he, turned to, but he turned Jesus over to them to do as they wished. Two others, both, both criminals, were led to be executed with him, 
When they came to the place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers mocked him too, but offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We to deserve to die for our crime, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last.
man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish High Council, but he had not agreed with the decision and actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then he took the body down from the cross, wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth, and laid it in a new tomb that had been carved out of rock. This was done late Friday afternoon, the day of the preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. As his body was taken away, the women of Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by law.
Jesus' last words were, it is finished. And that was to confirm that everything that Jesus had come to do for salvation was completely finished. There's nothing left undone, nothing left for us to do to complete what he has done. And as he hung on the cross, he endured all of eternity's condemnation upon sinners, compressed into those few short hours. It is finished, meant the work of salvation was complete. That's God's gift to us that we receive by faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And as we go our way, we go in the hope of the resurrection as we gather again on Sunday. Uh, the resurrection that sealed what Jesus had done and affirms to us we have a living Savior. And may you go in that joy today. God bless you.